It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and we talk about issues of creation evolution and apologetics, which means defending the faith, which is the name of our program here, Defending the Faith. And we have a ministry out there called Creation Training Initiative, or CTI. And what we do is we travel mostly around the U.S. and sometimes around the world training people that they can trust God's Word, and the Bible does have answers. And we talk about the creation evolution issue quite a bit, that um, the real science does support the Bible and not evolutionism. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do it via email or go to our website. Our website is creationtraining, all one word, creationtraining.org. Or my email that you can get to us is info, that's I-N-F-O at creationtraining.org. And we have a return visitor with us today, Dr. Heinz Licklama. He was with us uh, a week ago or so and uh, talked about some things like information and the origin of life. And that, uh, again, uh, he's a... Uh, I'll let him give uh, his background there. I heard you're a, a scientist. You know, what is your area of science that you were trained in, and what were your degrees? Yeah. Well, I, I started out in engineering physics, which was a branch of uh, engineering, of course. So I have that... that uh, discipline that comes with doing engineering and looking at facts and creating information based on that. And, and then the second part of my education was a doctorate in nuclear physics, experimental nuclear physics. And uh, so th that w with that background, uh, my and that's, this was all at uh, McMaster University in Canada. And after the, I finished my education, we moved to the U.S., to New Jersey, and I started my uh, career in, in the high-tech industry with Bell Telephone Labs, which, of course, is known as the premier research organization in the U.S. Wonderful. So real scientists can believe in the Bible in a literal six-day creation. Matter of fact, there's a lot of scientists out there to believe that. Uh, so it's, with us today is Dr. Heinz Licklama. And uh, he is a real scientist, he has the degrees, and he believes the Bible, and guess what? He's not ashamed of it, and he's not going to be silent on this issue because it might offend some Christians who don't believe in the biblical account of creation. And so I appreciate your, your integrity to God's Word, your courage to God's Word, and your willingness to go out there and teach many others. Now, Dr. Leklama, you have a, uh, a what we call an apologetics forum you've started up. Uh, could you give us some background on what you do? And you live in the state of Washington, in uh, northern Washington, actually. Uh, yes. Not, not, uh, not too close to Seattle. <laughs> but but uh, you have an apologetics forum. Tell us uh, some background on that, uh, such as uh, why did you create this forum? Yeah. Well, th this goes back to uh, uh, my upbringing. I grew up in a very strong Christian family. We um, family immigrated from Holland to Canada after the war, after the Second World War. And uh, so that's where I got my education. That's where I met my wife, Gerda. And, uh, and then when I, I, f I finished that, we moved to the States, and our, our, our kids, we have five children, uh, they were going to public school in the early days. My oldest daughter um, came home one day from school and said, you know, the teacher says we came from apes. And so immediately I knew I had an issue to deal with. 
And, and so that's how I got involved in apologetics uh, myself in training our children, and then as they became teenagers, involved in teaching them as part of the uh, uh, youth program at the, at the church. So there I developed a series of lectures on creation versus evolution and other apologetics uh, uh, topics. Okay, now, what do you do in this apologetics form? Do you, you don't sit around in circles and apologize, do you? <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> no. No. Uh, well, just a little bit more background. Uh, so over the years, I got involved in doing lectures and giving them uh, overseas at different Bible schools. And uh, so I, for the last 15 years or so, I developed a whole series of lectures. And uh, they're on my personal website, theheinzlaclama.com. And so many of those were done overseas. And I also spoke in local venues at churches and schools in, in uh, places that we lived. And so that, that's my general involvement in there. So they can get a hold of you by going to HeinzLeckLama.com. Uh, let me spell that out just to make sure. That's H-E-I-N-Z as in the ketchup, Heinz. Then L Y C K L A M A Heinzlaclama dot com. Correct. That's how they can get a hold of you. That's it. Yeah. Very good. So, what do you do in this forum now? Well, let me just go back to uh, how we formed it. Uh, we do have a a uh, uh, creation apologetics uh, forum in the Seattle area, but to get there, I had to travel fifty miles one way. And, and we weren't getting a, a large audience at the time, so I said, maybe we need to do something locally. And so in, in 2013, we formed this uh, Apologetics Forum, and it's, a, the, its website is at apologeticsforum, all one word, dot org, O-R-G. And so the intent was to have a forum where we could have speakers on different areas of apologetics. Over the years, I've developed a series of lectures and uh, courses in three different areas. One is the creation versus evolution. That's the large part of, of uh, what we speak on there. And then a second is general Christian apologetics. How do we defend what we believe uh, in general? How do we defend the truth of the Bible? And then the third is essentially how we live, the, the biblical worldview. A series of lectures on the biblical worldview. Those three areas. So you, and you, do you bring people in, or you do most of the talks yourself? No, we bring people in. We have different speakers that uh, come in to to speak on the different uh, topics in these three areas that I mentioned, because I wanted people to be able to uh, see that there's a broad spectrum of speakers available in apologetics. Uh, and I do a lecture uh, once a year or so at the forum myself. But you do speak other places around the country and around the world, too. Yes. So you stay and, pretty active. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I am retired at this point, uh, and, but I spend most of my time doing apologetics, doing lectures, and arranging speakers for this forum. So if somebody would like to have a nuclear physicist come to their church or their organization and teach, they can get a hold of you by, again, going to Heinz Leclama, that's H-E-I-N-Z-L-Y-C-K-L-A-M-A.com, and they get all your contact information there. If they'd like to find out more about your forum, they can go to Apologetics Forum. That's Apologetics, F-O-R-U-M dot org. Correct. And that's how they get a hold of you yeah. there. And uh, you'd have a chance to get a real scientist, an experimental nuclear physicist, come to your church organization, 
and show the world that, uh, yes, we can be smart, and we are smart for believing God's Word, because that's where all wisdom and knowledge comes from, is from God, not from our own selves here. And and just to add to that, what, uh, what Mike said, the purpose of the forum is to help equip believers in the defense of the faith. That is our byline. We're not here to replace the church or to replace the parents. We are here to provide them resources in areas of apologetics that uh, you know, others in the church may not have the knowledge of from a science point of view. Now, Dr. Leclama, there's many other religion books out. There's all kinds of religion books out there. Uh, why would you choose the Bible? And that's one of the things you discuss is why should we believe the Bible? Shouldn't we just take a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, and everybody just live in harmony? Yeah. Well, I believe there is such a thing as absolute truth. And of all the religions in the world, what people believe, you know, I ask the challenging question, does what you believe to be true match reality? Is there any evidence for your truth? And if you look at the Bible, the Bible stands out as very unique. First of all, uh, let me give you a few examples of that. Uh, In the area of prophecy, people know about the prophecies in the Psalms and in in the uh, book of uh, Isaiah, which uh, uh, talk about the coming Messiah. And we all know that you know, those prophecies have been fulfilled. But what they don't know uh, probably is the fact that there are more than a thousand prophecies in all the books of the Bible. Half of them, more than half, have already been fulfilled, and we can show you proof of that. Yes. That gives it believ- uh, believability. If you look at other so-called religious books, of which there are many in the world, some say about 300 or so, none of them really talk about prophecy, none of them. The other areas where we see uh, evidence for the truth of the Bible are things like um, the history. You know, a history in the Bible can be confirmed and is confirmed by even by secular writers. I mean, Luke, who wrote the book of uh, the Gospel according to Luke and also the book of Acts, if you look at all the, the cities, the countries, the peoples that are mentioned there, and the titles that are, are used by some of the leaders of, of uh, the biblical days, they've all been confirmed to be true. He is known as to be a very accurate historian. Geography, the places that are mentioned by the Bible, in the Bible, can be confirmed. Many of them have been confirmed through archaeology. And uh, the, the truth of the Bible is confirmed by archaeology. Yes, because I remember a lot of these scholars out there were scoffing at, at the Bible sometimes. There was this belief that the city of Jericho never really existed. Correct. And oh, guess what we found? The city of Jericho. Yeah. It, it always turns out these secular scholars are wrong. They come up with this big splash. Oh, we've disproved the Bible. But it always ends up when we do the real investigation, it's the scholars that are wrong, and the Bible is always true. Yeah. In fact, what people don't realize is that in a lot of cases, these secular archaeologists use the Bible as a guide for where to dig. Yes. And, and, and it, it just in the whole area of archaeology, which I think is very important, one of the, the, the most important archaeological finds of the last hundred years is the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls found in the caves just outside of the Dead Sea and in, in the cave walls there uh, have confirmed the, tr- the truth of the Bible. Well, what did they find there? They found copies of all the books of the Old Testament, except for uh, Esther so far, 
And so they have copies of those manuscripts that can now be compared with other uh, later copies of that uh, the books of the Bible, and and uh, they've been shown to be true. There are some quote errors. Most of them are attributed to the fact that the Hebrew language changed over the years. Yes, and also there's a few things like you know maybe some some of the marks were dropped. They lost. But nothing has changed that would change any of the doctrines of the Christian faith. Right, because words uh, take on new meanings sometimes, and we add new words all the time to our vocabulary. For example, if I were to come to your house today, and you invited me in, and I, I looked around and said, oh, there's a mouse on the floor there. Some of yeah. you might screech, get up on a table, but I might be talking about a computer Com- component. Computers. Right. Yeah. So we have new definitions all the time that, that we're adding and things out there. Yeah. But yes, the Bible is reliable. We have prophecy in the thing of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Didn't they find the entire book of Isaiah and found only one word of three letters in doubt? And that's just due to copying. Yeah, uh, and, and it will change none of our doctrines. Nope. And in fact, you mentioned the book of Isaiah because skeptics before the Dead Sea Scrolls were found saying the oldest, or uh, yeah, the oldest book that we have a copy of was the book of Isaiah of about 1100 AD. That's the earliest copy we have. And so they said, well, the book of Isaiah was written after the fact, after the time of Jesus, and therefore they just made it look like all those prophecies were fulfilled. Well, the book of Isaiah found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, the manuscripts found there, were dated to be about 100 B.C., plus or minus. And, and so they're exactly the same. There were, there were no changes. So the skeptics were wrong again, and they will always continue to be wrong because— uh God's word is truth, and it's not going to change. Correct. He's given us His word on that. So we got uh, we got history, we got archaeology, we got prophecy. But uh, Heinz, I got to ask you this one: What about science? Don't we have a lot of scientists out there thinking that the Earth is billions of years old, and uh, and we've had evolution as a fact because that's what they're teaching in, yeah. in our secular universities, secular schools, and unfortunately, in some of our Christian universities, teaching the same thing, and also in our seminaries, teaching evolution is true. So it's got to be true if so many people teach it, right? Well, that's the course of the secular science consensus is that evolution is a fact. But uh, we, we can show you from a science point of view that the, there are statements in the Bible which are considered to be scientific. And uh, w- there, so there's two things there. We can point to the verses that, uh, you know, the, the, the verses that make a scientific statement there's a lot in the book of Job, of course, and there's a lot in the book of Genesis, but there's other books of the Bible, too, which have uh, important scientific statements in them. And uh, we can show that they really do tell the truth, and moreover, in some cases, they even anticipate the truths that they didn't know at the time they were written. For one of my favorite examples is uh, people use this terminology, flat earth. Uh, Christians are flat earthers. No, it's not Christians being flat earthers. I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Because doesn't the Bible almost 3,000 years ago talk about the earth being round? It does. I mean, in, in the book of Job and, and uh, Isaiah and others, it, it says the earth hangs on nothing. It's just out there in space. Right. That was long before we had any of this modern astronomy. It hangs on nothing. It's just out there, and it's round. Right. So it's not the Bible we're getting this from. It's people's wild imagination yeah. that might think the earth is yeah. flat. And, and there's a verse in Isaiah which says, 
the circle of the earth. Yes, and that verb can be translated sphere, can it? It can. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's the Bible again. It, it when it talks about science, it is always true and has never had to change like our biology textbooks do. Yeah, and and a few other examples like in Ecclesiastic chapter one, uh, verses six and seven, it it talks about the hydrological cycle, where you know water gathers in the clouds and is dropped over the land to replenish the land and then goes to the sea where it came from. That is clearly talks about the hydrological cycle. Now, you wouldn't uh, you know, see all the elements of, of, of uh, the cycle there, but you can certainly understand that that is a true statement scientifically. Well, what about this one? I've got to bring this one up. Uh, I, I'm going to say this in a way that uh, an evolutionist might state it or a skeptic might say it uh, in a very uh, – uh, a different matter here that will try and convince you out there. Everybody knows, notice that term, everybody knows dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago long before a man was here. But when we look at the Bible, what does it have to say about dinosaurs? Yeah. Well, it, it says, uh, going back to the uh, first chapter of Genesis, you know, that God created animals and they reproduced after their kind. And then a separate statement says, then he made man in his own image all on the sixth day. So you're saying dinosaurs and people lived at the same time. That's what the Bible teaches. That's what the Bible teaches. So wait a minute now. we got to decide which one's true here, Dr. Lickham. Did dinosaurs and people live together, or is it the evolution story? They died out 65 million years ago. The Bible teaches man and dinosaurs lived together. And here's the thing I say. If the Bible says it, why can't people believe it? Are they being influenced by the world? In other words, where's your worldview today? Many Christians don't have a biblical worldview. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, probably the, the one of the most recent scientific findings is finding examples of uh, blood vessels in the bones of a dead dinosaur. Wow! See that incredible news right there shows they can't have been dead for sixty-five million years, and they're also finding what proteins, DNA, yeah, red blood cells, yeah, and it, soft tissue, yeah. Yeah, so all these confirm the fact that dinosaurs you know, lived until very recently. So that original statement, everybody knows, that is a false statement, folks. Be very careful. That That's a very biased statement. Not everybody knows because the science does not confirm dinosaurs died out 65 million years ago. The evidence is overwhelming, and the Bible, again, is true. Correct. So day six of creation right there in Genesis, yeah. it teaches dinosaurs and yeah. man lived at the same time. Um Let's let's go some more of this. I get fascinated with science in the Bible and the reliability of the Bible. The, the, well, another example is in uh, Genesis, Genesis and Leviticus. It talks about the life being in the blood. Now, what does that mean? People, scientists or medical doctors didn't deal with that very well. In fact, even in the 1800s, um, 1700s, 1800s, if somebody had a disease, they they thought they could withdraw the blood from uh, the the uh, blood vessels from the human body and get it out of their system. Well, you can only go so far, because if you do too much, of course the patient dies, and we have a lot of examples of that. If you go back to Leviticus, you'll see that the life is in the blood, and you 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 can't just take it out. That brings up another important concept in medical technology. Uh, if we had understood what the Bible was saying in the book of Leviticus, uh, how to cleanliness and all those items it talks about that, we could have saved a lot of lives because in the Civil War, what we were doing. 
Yeah. We were operating one person the next the next without washing our hands or anything. Yeah. If they had read the Bible, we should have had something called cleanliness. Could yeah. have saved some lives there. Yeah. But yet people think that they know better than God's word because they're they're just ignoring his word. And the Bible does teach that God created everything in six days. Why can't people in our church yeah. accept that? Yeah. That God's word is true. Another good medical example is the fact that in the book of Genesis, uh, Moses writes that the male child should be circumcised on day eight. Now, why day eight? Well, medical doctors didn't realize till the uh, very recently, within the last few hundred years, that the baby's uh, immune system is the strongest on day eight, and also the blood clotting element is the strongest on day eight. I didn't know that. That's that's great knowledge. So so why didn't Moses put six days or ten days? Well, the doctors have confirmed it's eight days. How did Moses know that? He must have been a pretty smart man. He, or that he, or God he, told him. He was inspired. Yes, he was inspired, as is all of God's Word. It was written down by men, but inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and, and another very strong point, I think, is, is in the uh, uh, first chapter of Genesis. You know, Moses wrote that everything, every living thing, was created according to its kind and reproduced according to its kind. A kind is not a species. It's very different from a species. It's broader than a species. But the, the point is, uh, Moses, inspired by God, used that word ten times. So I think they meant kinds. And we yes. see today, we see dog kinds, cat kinds, cow kinds, human kinds as the, you know, the last one there. Um, and if you look at the fossil records, you'll see that that is confirmed by the fossil record if you really look at it honestly from a science point of view. And you leave out the artists drawing their pictures in the textbooks. You leave that out because that's not science. That's not science. But the observable science overwhelmingly confirms exactly what the Bible teaches when it comes to the fossil record. Correct. And, and that's one thing that Darwin gave as an example. He, he knew in his day when he wrote The Origin of Species that the fossil record didn't tell a story of evolution. But he said, over time, we will find the other missing uh, links well, in the been, fossil record. It's been but quite a few years, and we still haven't. We, we still haven't found it. We have to hire the artists to draw those fossils, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> That's right. Again, I'm talking to Dr. Licklama, Heinz Licklama here, and he has a uh, uh, forum, uh, apologetics forum called Apologetics Forum, F O R U M dot org. And if you want to get a hold of Dr. Licklama, it's Heinz Licklama, that's H E I N Z. L-Y-C-K-L-A-M-A dot com. That's how you can get a hold of him. All his information is out there. All his PowerPoint slides are out there. You can download for free. I appreciate that very much. And uh, also, this is Mike Riddle. We're on Defending the Faith. And you can get a hold of me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. Or you can just go to our website, creationtraining.org. Now, we're on to uh, the subject of reliability of the Bible. Why do we know it's unique? Well, it's unique because prophecy, every prophecy in there that has been fulfilled has turned out correct. The history, the archaeology all confirm it. And now we're discussing the scientific evidence overwhelmingly supports the Bible on every area and refutes evolutionism. So why can't we get our pastors on board that would be brave enough and have the courage to teach the truth of God's Word? That seems to be a problem we have in the church today. Uh, we're too busy worshiping other idols. And you know one of those idols, I, I believe, is out there? Silence. That's a very big idol in the churches today, silence. 
which means you blend in with the world. We can't tell the difference between you and the world. But I have another thing of science I like, uh, being a nuclear physicist, science you are. Uh, where did the stars come from? We're being told they evolved into existence over millions and billions of years. Yeah, uh, that's what we're being told. Uh, but there's no evidence to support that. It turns out of all the sciences, biology, geology, and astronomy slash cosmology, this is the most difficult one for science to explain. I mean, we have good examples in the area of biology, you know, where we can match the truth of the Bible with what biologists uh, are finding. And in geology, we see evidence of the Noah's flood, you know, the fossils that are left and the, the layers can be explained by Noah's flood. In the area of astronomy, cosmology, there are many, many more assumptions have to be made up about the beginning of the universe. And science, secular scientists make certain assumptions, but they can't prove those assumptions. No, like where did the matter come from to create the Big Bang? What caused it to explode? And uh, where did the stars come from? Because nobody's ever seen a star evolve into existence, have they? Uh, they have not. And uh, the physics shows they really won't evolve into existence. No, they, they, they can't explain the, the uh, uh, different elements. I mean, the, the uh, structure in the periodic table, how do you explain that? They just go on assumptions, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they go on assumptions. And, uh, of course, going way back to the beginning, they can't explain you know, the, the uh, uh, matter that had to explode. Yes. So it's not evolution that's true. It's the Bible, and it separates itself from every other religion in the world. Because if the history is true, the archaeology is true, the prophecy is true, and the science in the Bible is true, then, ladies and gentlemen, the gospel of Jesus Christ is also true. And what that tells us it is only through Jesus Christ, it is only his name, only one name under all the heavens, can we be saved? And that is Jesus Christ. If it's right on everything else, it's right on this one, folks. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you put your trust in him, not just mentally, but have you given him over as Lord of your life, the creator himself, Jesus Christ, the only name which we can be saved? I'm Mike Riddle, and this has been Defending the Faith. And again, we rely on your donations to keep these kind of conversations and teachings going. So if you'd like to help us out, email me at info, that's I-N-F-O, at creationtraining.org. And thank you very much, uh, Dr. Licklama. Uh, you're doing a great job out there uh, training people and this next generation how to defend their faith. And again, to get a hold of you, if they want you to come, Go to HeinzLicklama.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z-L-Y-C-K-L-A-M-A.com. And you can have a nuclear physicist come to your church, and he can speak on the lay level. He can actually do that. And he can come to your church organization and talk about God's creation. Thank you, and God bless all of you. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.